You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. I'm constipated. I'm taking points away from Mark. And ladies and gentlemen, that's just the great way to start the show. Mike expressing some of his inner thoughts and problems. Welcome, folks, to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 183. And you now know what Mike's biggest problem is at present as we record this on August 6th. He has constipation issues. Well, I might be mentally constipated. We never know. (laughs) Yes, Mike is back with us again. He seems to uh, just enjoy the abuse that uh, he can't stay away. I mean, that's why he's become the regular co-host of the show. And... Talking about extra people on the show, first we're going to start out with a minus 10,000 geek points, because Green Tree, you know, obviously he wants to live life, you know, he thinks his life is more important, you know, than other things. So, but we did find a more than adequate, and even an upgrade, in a third host, who we will give those 10,000, well, we'll give him 8,000 of the geek points, uh, we'll give... 2000 to Elisa Paselli just on general principle because that seems to piss Mark off. Please welcome back to the show Mr. Timothy Chatton. Hey Tim, how you doing, bud? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. It's been uh, been a while. Yeah, it has been mm-hmm. quite a while. I've been keeping up with you a little bit on some of your meanderings and ramblings and other things that you've been doing. Your everything clubs. So Oh yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been on Twitter as much. It's been uh, weird. I just uh, uh, life's been busy. <laughs> well, that's that's not a bad thing. It is not. There is more life than Twitter. <laughs> that is very true. That is very mm. true. And speaking it, of being busy, you have a new obsession that you and I were discussing. Yes, uh, it's it's a it's a dark dark hole. <laughs> no, it's not uh, a dark. Hole. It's not. No, it's something I'm shocked that I actually am into though. <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners about it? Because I thought it was kind of interesting. So, um, got into barefoot running. <laughs> uh, okay, and just let me say, ow, 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 ow. It's a process, a transition to get there. Um, I, 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 prior to this year, I hated running. I absolutely hated it. Thought you'd be insane to run because, like, it's just torture. But then I learned how to run, you know, with, like, some... I, I wore like running moccasins and then in the summer put on some running sandals and then one day I just started running barefoot and uh, it's a lot of fun it's uh, you get a lot of fun sensations when you're just totally you know foot against the, the, the surface you know <laughs> well now you just how long a run did you just finish you just 11 now? and a half miles just now <laughs> I'm training up for a marathon in October so um We'll see if I make it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I walked to the end of the driveway, which has some rough asphalt. Even with my slippers on, I'm going, ow, ow, ow. So, you know, okay. Um, so I should preface this with I've been wearing, like, Vibram Five Fingers and other very weird minimalistic shoes for the past five years or so since I lived in L.A. So my feet are, like, already kind of conditioned to have muscles developed there and be somewhat prepared to not need shoes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I go barefoot a lot. I mean, 
I go out on the I go out on the deck. I go out in my driveway and stuff like that. But the only place I don't walk barefoot's in my yard. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I walk around out and I and I again fully honest. And most people have heard me say this before. I will go out barefoot in the winter. It you know it's not uncommon as long as it's not wet or icy or something like that. I I've been known to go outside barefoot in you know twenty degree weather and so. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the most fun things to do is go barefoot running when it's pouring down rain. You're splashing the puddles. It's it's like it's like being a kid again. <laughs> well, that's true. I can see that. Yeah. I can see. But I I find it you've taken up running. I mean, I used to believe it or not. You can look at me now and you won't believe it. <laughs> but I did actually used to run. I I ran in school because I hated warm up calisthenics that they used to make us do in gym class. So they gave us a choice: either do the warm up calisthenics. Or you run a mile to warm up. I chose to run, and I actually got—I was fine. I could run a mile. Didn't even, you know, by by a couple months in, I wasn't even, you know, uh, winded running a mile. It was—I was doing pretty good, and I kept it up. And I really—we had a club. I finished in like the top twenty-five percent for distance because I was pretty regular. I didn't miss a lot of school. So, yeah, growing up, I hated running because the emphasis always was on. Finish at this time and be fast. And I discovered this year that running's fun just by listening to your body and running at the pace that feels good. And that can be whatever that, that is for you. And it doesn't really matter what time it is as compared to other people. Um, so, yeah, you know. that's it's well, always, see, I, go ahead, Mike. I, I, I've tried to run and I listened to my body and it said, Would you stop that? <laughs> It took My body a good is four or five months still. I did the couch to 5K program, and at a certain point, it just clicked where where it didn't. I didn't need to stop every couple minutes, you know. Um, beginning was rough, though. It was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah. You need well, a running buddy to get you going and like encouraging you. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's probably true, too, because I was running with probably a third of the kids on the uh, in that period of the gym because there were that many of us that just did not want to do the stupid squat thrusts and all the rest of the <laughs> stupid sh- shit they used to make us do to warm up. It's like squat thrusts, I always felt like I was going to knee myself in the chin or something. Yeah. Dumb. Well, um, eventually, like I'm at the point, I've been there for about a month, and I've been noticing my your, your, your sole of your foot. It doesn't get those like hard calluses you think it might get, but instead, it, like turns into like a living leather where it's just very um, just thicker skin. That's very um, it's comfortable to start running on you know on the pavement. Well, you know, I think that's kind of when you do something like that. That's kind of true because I know when I uh, first started to work where I work now, I was on and off the truck a lot. I would jump on and off a moving vehicle a couple hundred times a day, and that's what happened. Now my feet were in shoes because I couldn't really, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't really do that with, you know, barefoot. Um, <laughs> Not quite. But I also had a lot to do with my hands, and my hands got that way. The skin on my hands got really thick, and like you said, kind of a living leather to the point where I could take like straight pins and run them through my hands, and I couldn't feel anything, but it mm-hmm. would look like a pin cushion. You know, it, it was just it. I did it just to annoy my mother. If I'm really honest, <laughs> she goes, "That's gross. Stop it!" I'm like, no, look, it's a pin. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been using the Runkeeper app on the iPhone, and uh, I noticed the other day, um, it's the first time ever that motion coprocessor thing is put to good use with that app. It'll track your steps per minute, so your like cadence 
you're you know doing 150, 180, or 200 like steps a minute while you're running. So it's kind of a good uh, good indicator and on your pacing as far as how fast your feet are moving. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have a cadence up that'll get you to your marathon? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go about 180 to 200 steps a minute when I run. Um, but uh, the marathon will all be about if. Uh, <laughs> Um, if I can just handle going that long. <laughs> yeah, 20, what are they, 26 miles? Yeah, 26. And then next year, I'm going to try for a 50-mile uh, race. Now, that's that's a um, strategy there is you're running for, like, say, five minutes walking one or running 20 and walking, you know, uh, a couple minutes where it's, uh, you're not running the whole time, but it's just a sheer feat of, can you go 50 miles? And, uh that's that's next year. I'm gonna see if I can do that. Well, given given the arthritis of my knees, I can do about fifty feet. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not even sure about fifty miles in a car because me and my sleeping <laughs> thing. But that's you know something <laughs> different. Yeah, uh, I guess it's like a nine nine or ten hour race at that point. I don't know. We'll see. Well, next thing you know, you're gonna be doing the uh, what is it, Ironman races. I have no idea what those are. The triathlons? Triathlons, yeah, you get the bike and swing. No, I can, I can swim. I grew up swimming, so. I float. I'm swimming all that, yeah. I float. I sink. Well. Yeah, I sink, <laughs> so there we go. That's, you know, it's funny. I've tried to teach. I'm the only one in my entire family, my immediate family, my wife and my kids, that can swim. And I've tried to teach them. I said, the first thing you got to learn to do is to float. I said, that's, <laughs> that's literally how yeah, you learn to yeah. swim. Yeah, and I've tried and tried, and they cannot. They tense up. They yeah. tense up and bloop, I, no, don't tense up. Just watch. Just yeah. watch me lay back. The water will support you. <laughs> and they just tense up. and They sink, and I'm going. No, that's not the way you do it. <laughs> now, the uh, the Apple Music I've and Beats One have been awesome for finding like. They play a lot of really fast dance songs and stuff. They're really energetic and. It's been really good to dis, uh, use Beats One to, to like discover all sorts of running music to keep me going, which has been kind of a weird uh, thing to to use it for. But it's been good for that. Now I have to ask if you're using that for that, and this is because I, I a lot of times I like to listen to stuff and mostly podcasts. We've established that. Yeah, I'm not, not going to beat that. To, <laughs> I listen to that when I'm outside working. You know, if I'm out like mowing or something like that. I'll use my shuffle, my iPod yep. shuffle. Uh, but I, it took me a long time to find the right type of earbuds, you know, between sweating and everything else that I could make work. What do you use when you're running? What are, what's staying in? I use a Plantronics head, uh, just a single ear mono headset. I've got two of them, one white, one black. It's the light. It's very lightweight. It just stays in there. Keeps my other ear open to hear traffic and stuff. Um, I've got two of them in case one gets too sweaty. I'll swap them mid-run or whatever. And uh, it's super convenient for that because I don't want a wire going for my iPhone. And, well, that's um, why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. So. And then, yeah. yeah. Because I know Mike's Mike's done a lot with Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. He's, he has a slight Bluetooth addiction. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have a sweet tooth and a blue tooth. Uh, but yeah, these are like 30, 30 bucks on Amazon, I think I got it for. So I got two of them. Yeah, it's fantastic. 
Uh, what we're, what I'm using right now is a set. I, I bought it on uh, Amazon Prime Day sale, and I don't remember what I got. But I got a, a free set of wired earbuds to go with it, which they sound pretty good. Uh, but I got these. I, and I just today I got a because at work I use uh, listen to things a lot. And t- this week, you know, my my podcasts are piling up because this week for the work that we were doing, I listened to music, keep me motivated and keep me going. So I may have to go in there. And some podcasts may not su- uh, survive the cut for the. This week, but um, so I was listening to that, and I uh, the one that I was using it was a little collar that went around the head uh, buds that went into the ear. Well, one of them started shorting out, and that's not a good thing. So today I ordered a uh, I don't, don't even know what it is, but it's a little clip. And the nice thing about it is you can plug your own earphones into it, so you can put whatever kind you want in there. So if, as long as that thing survives, if the earbuds start to short out, I can put a different one in there. And earbuds are cheaper than you know Bluetooth things. This thing was only I think thirty dollars, which wasn't too terrible. But it's got you can you know control your phone volume up down uh, next song, previous song. So that's not too bad a thing. But I got that from uh, Amazon. Like I, yeah, I do have a serious Bluetooth because I don't like the wires. And so this week with that thing down, I was until this uh, new one came in, I had the earbuds running down my shirt because I carry my phone in a holster on my side. So it's going down there. It does bug me a little bit. You know, sometimes it kind of binds up a little bit. You know, it pulls on you. And it, it, I don't like that. So yeah, I do. I do like my Bluetooth. And we've come full circle, Mike, <laughs> up again for a different reason. There we go. <laughs> So, now, I mean, I'm always curious, because like I said, what I ended up getting, and I don't have a pair handy, is they're the over-the-ear, they go over-ear and then have like a little thing that lays against your ear, and then I even have some that go in-ear. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any handy that I can grab, but that's what I've used uh, a lot of times, because really, and what I like the in-ear ones a little better for is because when I'm mowing, it's nice to cut out the sound of the mower. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, because, I mean, again, you're right next to it, so it's loud, and... And all that. I can't hear, you know, I can't hear the family screaming. Yes, that's that's the yeah, that's exactly what I'm right. talking about. I buy them on Amazon. I the last few I bought have been JVC, and I think I've paid like nine, six to nine dollars a pair for them, so I can order. Yeah, I, with knowing a lot, I would just give up. I'd, I'd imagine I'd go deaf trying to make something listenable while having that loud lawnmower. Well, uh, I. Gr- I grew up in the seventies. I listened to loud music, and so it's like, <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. No, I, I torture myself that way. But yeah, it's yeah. I like I said, I, I it took me a long time to find because I tried the Apple's original earbuds that came with. Um, we'll get to talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about some iOS stuff. Those things I can put them in my ear, and I think even if I was dead, they'd just fall right out of my damn ears. They're they would not stay in at all. Now the ear pods, the current ear pods, do a pretty good job of staying in my ear. Yeah, that was they, major. And they sound good. I like the yeah. way they sound. Yeah, they're 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 pretty solid. I mean, there's nothing that beats an over the ear thing like I'm wearing right now, uh, for me. But um, they, they work all right. But it took me a long time to find something that I wouldn't when I was being active. You know, again, I'm not running. You know, three hundred thousand miles in the evening after I get off work, like you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> But well, you know, at that rate, you're going to be able to just run all the way down to, to where uh, Green Tree is. And, and oh yeah, oh, I ran to work one morning back when I lived in Gosstown, which is like 12 miles from where I live. That was just, that was a fun way to get into the office. They had a shower there, so I could just clean up. Oh, okay, that's what I'm saying. 
I love, clo- I love oh. clothes there as well. Tim, Tim ran in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're letting Tim stay at his desk. <laughs> there you go. That was a little Bluetooth thing that I uh, just got in today. No, that's uh, that's the Bluetooth. You plug your earphones in like oh, an adapter. this. An yeah. adapter, yeah. Nice. And so... And you can plug whatever, uh, you know, buds or headphones or whatever you want into it. And then it's small enough that you can just clip it on and have it kind of handy there. So, yeah, you know, especially considering I'm working with my hands a lot, I don't want a lot of cords, you know, dangling around or whatever. So, yeah, it would be like uh, using a power saw with a necktie on. You're just asking for trouble then. <laughs> or a turning lathe. That could be real fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get that little thing going. Get a little chin music going with the uh, piece of wood. Whack it, whack it, whack it, whack it. Yeah, they could. That could get really bad. Well, we've danced around and talked a little bit about iOS. Tim, un, I I don't think Mike has. I know I haven't because I haven't got the brain power to do it uh, because of other things. But Tim's been playing with the iOS nine beta. I have. And. It's on an iPad Air 2, which makes it all the more fun um, because you can do the multitasking uh, split-screen apps. Ah. And it's pretty It's pretty much everything I've wanted uh, on the iPad to be since uh, they first came out. Mm. Back in college, I bought two original iPads. Um, I got the Wi-Fi, and I pre-ordered the, the cellular, and I couldn't wait for the sellers I got two um, so I would use one iPad in college as a reference one and one to write stuff on and uh, now that's all taken care of with the little split screen stuff you have like iBooks open in a small panel while you're writing something in the other and it works really really well and something I've also been just loving and I didn't think I would as much is that picture in picture mode because oh. I own a crap ton of movies on iTunes. I probably have 500 to 600 movies in my collection at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you so. have everything there. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, it's just super convenient to be able to watch a movie and be able to just uh, hit the home button and they're still playing as you're like browsing Twitter or, you know, more often for me, just going on Safari and just going to some websites. Uh, it's. It, it makes it usable as a single device versus grabbing my iPhone to do that stuff. That uh, you know, in the past, um, yeah, does that does that picture in picture? Does that crowd your? You said surfing and uh, in Twitter. Does that crowd your screen? Does it feel like you're missing something? Because you know, I grew up with big monitors, <laughs> and then even using the uh, iPad, I got an iPad Mini. Uh, I don't have a, a regular sized iPad, but it just would feel to me like I'm losing screen real estate and it would like bug me or something. You can move it around the screen, so I'll put it in like the top right or bottom right. And most of them when I'm reading articles, I don't need to read I'm not reading both halves at the same time I'm scrolling. So it really doesn't um it doesn't affect me at all in that way. Um yeah, my problem, I think, with it, and I've got an—I didn't know you had an iPad Air too. I have one too. Yeah, um, I love that thing. I, uh, I'm glad I got it now versus the other one. Yeah, it, well, it was um, mine was a big surprise as a Christmas gift, and oh, nice. uh, and I use it every single day. Yeah, I do. It's put to good use mine as well. I, I still use the iPad. 
<laughs> well, you know, my original gen iPad I still use uh, as a streaming device on one of the televisions upstairs. Nice, yeah. I mean, I have the 30-pin connector and the uh, RGB, or whatever it is. What's the red, yellow, white? Is that RGB composite? Composite, sure. I think. Yeah, I still have the composite, 30-pin to composite. I plug it in, stream all stuff all damn day long. works perfect. <laughs> but, uh, no, I love my opinion. Now, you're making me want to do this iOS 9 beta, damn you. It's pretty <laughs> stable at this point. I all the major apps are working and there's no major crashes. It's been good for me so far. Um, are you using the public beta or the... I'm on the developer betas because our company has it. Um, now, El Capitan, I've been really frustrated because Pixelmator is still broken on the on the beta. And I had to kind of depend on that. So I, I can't use it on my, my laptop anymore, Pixelmator. Oh, Pixelmator works great on iOS, so... I was going to say, it's okay I'm using my iPad on iOS 9 with Pixelmator. It works like a charm. <laughs> hmm. uh, which now works for iPhone, I guess. Pixelmator for iPhone. I yeah, matter that. of fact, it was on sale recently, and I grabbed it for the iPhone. Yeah. I think it was 99 cents or something. I caught it from my iPhone. Oh, that's really solid, yeah. Yeah, I can't... Because I saw it, and I went, oh, oh, and I <clears> And I couldn't download it because it was too large or something, so I had to wait till I get home. I went, oh, God, please, please stay on sale. Please, please. <laughs> so Now, besides the picture-in-picture, picture, you can also just do the regular multitasking split-screen view for movies. So that's... If you're... OCD about stuff being overlaid on top of another. That's a way to get around that. Well, Mike, you're gonna have to get a new iPad now. Who me? The guy that doesn't like gadgets at all? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, actually, my checkbook doesn't like uh, gadgets or, or my credit card. Now, you know, now something I'm looking forward to when it actually releases is third party. Right now, third party apps can't do the split screen apps because you get the update for iOS nine. I'm going to be really eager to have like two different web browsers on split screen so I can have two web pages open at once. Because there's no way to have two Safari windows side by side in iOS 9. That would be cool if we added that, but because um, I just want to use tabs. Yeah. So you could potentially have Chrome and Safari open at the same time and be, you know, having two sites open, which would be, I think, that, kind of a cool use case. That would be kind of wild. Of course, I don't use. I did have Chrome on my iPad, but I took it off recently. Now I think I was just doing a a cleanup. I wanted to get rid of some crap on the thing. I because I've yeah, been trying to cut down. Sorry, yeah. So, well, I know that side by side mode might drive Mark back to trying to use a, a, an iPad as his creation device. Yes, or if nothing, he'll get a well ago, yeah. Yeah, you know, either that or fire them up and get them, uh, you know, get them off on a good rant about it anyway. So, well, with like the, the twelve or thirteen inch rumored iPad comes out, then uh, the iPad whole, Pro, the iPad Pro, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, just it, it would be interesting. I'd be curious to see. I haven't heard. Any I would love more. to see it. I mean, with I this multitasking, I haven't heard cool. any more rumors about it. Though. I mean, other than the stuff that was already out there, it hasn't picked up a lot more traffic. And usually, stuff like that. I mean, just like the stuff about the iPhone 2 or uh, 6S, you're starting to see a lot more about that. But yeah, I wonder if they'll announce it in October and it's not shipping till January kind of thing. I, I don't know if they do that or not. That would be kind of strange because, I mean, really, I mean, 
I have to believe they had a huge boost from Christmas when they dropped the iPad, the new iPads last fall, especially the Air 2, with a uh, faster-than-hell processor in that thing. Uh, I mean, that was that was one of the reasons I wanted it. And again, I didn't think I was even going to get it. It was like, oh, yeah. I'll just write it on here. <laughs> My wife said, yeah, well, you work hard. You deserve it. So I said, oh, thank <laughs> you, honey. But, um, yeah, it's I, I wouldn't think they'd want to do that. I, usually they try to ship them out in the fall, or they have been. They have been, yeah. And one of the funny things in iOS 9 beta is um, she used the Facebook app on the iPad or whatever, and then you click on the Messenger tab that brings you to the Messenger app. There's a um, back-to-Facebook icon that is in the Messenger app and also in the iOS 9 OS itself. And... The 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 app one doesn't work anymore. <laughs> the one <laughs> inside the, the, Facebook. Yeah, because um, now it'll when when an app takes you to another app or search takes you to an app, there's always that there's that back to where you came from button for five minutes or two minutes, whatever the time threshold is. Hmm. Um, which boy, you're coming come handy. Uh, you're going to be disappointed that you won't be able to use Facebook, Kevin. I know. I, it, Considering how much use I make of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a, a downer for you. Yeah, yeah, real, real downer. Please, please yeah. folks, search for me on Facebook. If you find me, let me know. I haven't found me yet on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Another cool thing, um, an Apple Mail on iOS 9, you can now add attachments like you could in the past for inserting photos and videos within Mail. Mm-hmm. So you can have attachments from iCloud Drive and out of the box, Dropbox is already working, Google Drive and um, OneDrive and all the all, any app that has storage as a mechanism seems to be already working without any iOS 9 updates, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that would be nice, especially because I'm more of a, I don't use the uh, Google Drive as much as I use OneDrive or Dropbox. I'm kind of mm. in between those two. I don't... Uh, I don't do a lot with uh, Google Drive anymore. I still use it for email, but... Yeah. And it is so nice having iCloud Drive as a, an app, finally. <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful. Well, you know, that's something... Did I... No, I still have the default storage on iCloud, too. I don't have... I never did buy any more. Did, did either of you guys buy any more storage? No. Yeah, I've got the next tier up. 200 gigs or something. Enough for my photos and store uh, backups and store some random crap. It's like two or five bucks a month. I forget which tier it is. Uh, yeah, I think it's two bucks a month to go to two hundred gigs if memory serves me correctly. iCloud Drive. Well, yeah, because for for photos, um, I have the Amazon Prime account, so I'm backing them up there. I've got them going to Google. I've got them going to Flickr. Um. I think I got them going somewhere else. I got them going all over the place. So hopefully, unless the whole cl- uh, cr- cloud crashes down, I should have some b- backup somewhere. I think I also got it to save. Well, Google Drive will back it up to my computer. So, you know, multiple points of failure there. Or, well, yeah, I'm at the 200 gigabyte, four bucks a month plan. Ah. Which I think is a pretty, it's a sensible one to store enough stuff to not go crazy at the five gig cap. <laughs> well, the only problem with me is when I when I've bought storage and stuff like that, I go, 
yeah, you know, I'm really a power user. How much is that terabyte? You know, how much is the unlimited? You know, and, I, and then I go, why yeah. am I paying for this shit? I'm not even, you know, I'm using 150 megs or something like that. Right. Yeah, I just want enough for my photos because I, I really love the photos in the cloud thing because I, I don't want to deal with, I, I don't want I don't want to trust myself to keep photos safe. I'll trust Apple with that one. Uh, you know, that's something I don't have turned on on my phone or anything is the uh, photo stream. Well, it was photo stream, I guess. Yeah, another iCloud photo library. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's something about because I didn't want to burn up a lot of data doing it. And then, then I thought, well, if I set it so it only does it on Wi-Fi, then... Um, it won't upload unless it's on Wi-Fi. There is no way for you to upload over LTE. Right, but I'm saying if I set, if if you're doing it that way, then I said, well, then it's going to get home. Well, but yet if I use Dropbox as I do occasionally, if I take something really important, I want to make sure I have a copy of. I can put it to Dropbox over LTE. So, you know, it's I get into that weird thing, and I have this other app I've used for years now called PhotoSync, which. Uh, when it's running, occasionally I accidentally uh, shut it down. But as soon as I walk in the house, PhotoSync kicks in and boom, 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 it starts sending the photos to my Mac. And then then I can set that up to go right up to Dropbox if I want to. So I, I guess it's old habits die hard type of situation. Yeah. So, and I don't, and I don't really want to pay for storage, so I'm being cheap there again. So, <laughs> you know, I have enough with Dropbox that it holds my photos and, because uh, I've gotten enough through freeze and referrals and all that crap that um, I got more than enough storage there for it. But anyway, so. But uh, what else do you like about iOS 9 since you've been playing with it? The other thing that um, I used the other night was a picture picture, but it was for FaceTime. That was a really fun thing to do. So your iPad, it does, in the past when you had the home button, it would just freeze your photo and the person would get annoyed that you left the call kind of for video. Mm-hmm. Now, now with it'll just go picture-picture mode and you can use your iPad or, you know, and continue on with your way on that, which is pretty great. Um, the I'm, I'm glad the new search thing in iOS 9... I'm glad they left the they, – they have the old school way where you just go to page zero for search. But they also have where you just pull down like you do now in iOS 8 and 7, which I'm glad they left that in because that's – seems faster from here, more intuitive uh, now that I've done it so long. You know, I guess I'm one of those few people – I don't use the search that often, especially no. – Well, I've also – as I was saying, I've also tried to pare down the amount of apps I have. Mm-hmm. So – I've I've kept my phone. I've had my phone what almost a year now, and I've kept it to two and a half screens of apps. I'm really stingy about what I'll put on there because I don't want it to get in the way. Um, it's like my Android phone. I only have like a one home screen that's got much of anything on it. Yeah, uh, or two screen, two home screens. Uh, so I because I, 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 the last phone and my other, my old iPad when I went to clean them off and give them to the kids to use, it's like what the hell i've got nine full screens <laughs> one screen was full of folders with full and i'm going this is ridiculous dude this is absolutely ridiculous. you know and half that stuff i hadn't used in eons so i said you know what 
screw it. I'm going to go try to stay minimalistic. I have a shit pile of stuff on my desk in the physical world, but I'm trying to keep my electronic devices minimalistic. Yeah. And the best thing about the search, for me at least, has been the Siri app suggestions that are just there for you. It's replaced for me the need to double tap the multitasking to find what I just was in because most of the time I'll recommend stuff I've been using all day long and use quite a bit. So it's a lot faster to get around my iPad just through that simple addition of it's suggesting things I know I'll probably want to jump into. And how, I mean, when, how does that part of it work? I'm not familiar with the suggestion part. So it, it suggests things that it's guessing I'll want to use. I'm guessing based on how my frequency is of that app and maybe the time of day and what I've used historically. Oh, like you're running, like you're talking about your running app. It would kind of know to pull that up. Yeah. So I just opened Facebook. So Facebook's one of the suggestions. Safari is one of the suggestions. Um, I call it Drive as a suggestion because it's it's an open app. Um, But I'd imagine it's also incorporating time of day. So every morning I you know open some news app and probably do that as a suggestion at that time is my my best guess. Uh, have they made any improvements to Siri that you've noticed? Um, I don't make it work a little better. Use enough on my iPad to to get a sense of that yet. It's a nice interface. They improved the interface quite a bit on it. Um, I've used Siri a few times to try and do a few different things, and sometimes it's okay, and sometimes you know not so good. And the dictation has gotten a little bit better, but it's still a little little weird. Yeah, one thing I hope they figure out with iOS 9 is Apple Music in CarPlay. Because right now in 8.4, it's very bare bones as to what you're able to do with CarPlay and Apple Music. It's basically anything you've saved to your, your library and not much else except for opening up your radio stations. There's no access for the... Um, recommended, you know, playlists uh, that it gives you, and the the new tab. None, none of the none of the the that stuff is in the CarPlay interface, which is kind of baffling, um, to be honest. Because it seems like I guess I don't care about CarPlay enough to to give a crap about it. Well, you know, <laughs> somebody was I forget what I was listening to. And they were talking about you know there was that big play for CarPlay. And uh, they were talking about some new, some of the new vehicles that were going to be coming out with it. And they had looked at these new vehicles, and they didn't have CarPlay in them. I mean, it's taken a couple years for them to start shipping these vehicles with it built in. But I forgot who it was. I think they were talking about Volkswagen vehicles or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And they said, you know, went in the showroom, and they said, oh, I want you know, look at one of the ones with CarPlay in it. And they're going, huh? Yeah, I have an aftermarket uh, add-on, and uh, Ahead, you know. I enjoy it, but there's just some parts of it that just bother me. And uh, Overcast is kind of useless in CarPlay, because, like, maybe I have too many podcasts, but whenever I try to open up a playlist ta- uh, tab or, like, the menu podcast, it just spins and never loads. I, 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 it'll, I have to basically grab my iPhone, and it'll open the app for you. Um, so the apps are open when you grab your phone, but I got to use my iPhone to actually start a podcast and overcast. And I don't think it's uh, the developer's fault, but I think it's just how 
bad car plays for, for third party developers, the built-in apps are a lot better. It feels um, as far as the response time. Well, see, now I feel vindicated then because I still use an iPod. Ah, nice. You know, yes. I just bought a new iPod, or not? A, well, new to me, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, hmm, that'll be interesting. I'm well now. I'm going to be curious to see what they do when they release it. I guess I'll. I don't. My phone is so critical to what I do, but you know, my iPad. I could stand the one of my iPads. I could, I could sacrifice to go up to nine. For, yeah, that's what I figured. Like an iPad, it's not mission critical, but it really dies. Like I, you know, I use it every day, but um, well, it's not one, like my phone. Well, one of my iPads is more mission critical. It gets used mm-hmm. for stuff I do for work, so I I might not do it on that one, but I could do it. On, oh man, you really want to do it on Air too, because like that's the one with all the cool stuff. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about that because that's. Because if it screws up my Boom Beach game, and you know, I'm just not mm-hmm. going to be happy. It's just I'm too yeah. far into it. So it's yeah. pretty stable at this point. It's been good for me at least. Um, El Capitan, not not not. It's good, but it's uh, not as far along. I feel. I can't stand that name for the operating system. Though. It's so. It's it's weird. <laughs> I don't know what it is about. It's like. The L is, I don't know, it's like a Spanish thing. Yeah. I'm going to start just calling it EC. Yeah. So. Well, and if it turns out badly, they could stand for extra crap, so who knows? <laughs> EC has extra BS in it. <laughs> could be the way it goes. So, uh, I was mentioning that one of the reasons, or I said something there a second ago about games. Uh, uh, for those that don't know, Mr. Chatton is a bit of a gamer. Little. A bit. I have I've fallen a little bit away since life has been busy. But uh, Splatoon is rather awesome. If any, if you have a Wii U, go get Splatoon. Yes, it's, my son is driving me crazy for that. It's so good. You need to get it. It's so good. Which one is that? Splatoon. It's um, you're you're a squid person. You transform between a squid and a person. And you hide, you're basically covering the map in your own color ink, and the team that covers the most of the map in their color uh, wins at the end. So you're, you're able to shoot the other players, but the really the goal and how you win is just covering the map in your own color of ink. And there's a bunch of different weapons and stuff. It's Nintendo's first ray into kind of a shooter game. It's, I was gonna say it's really a, well done. It's yeah. kind of like a first-person type of shooter game, but cart toony a little bit i don't know a better way yeah it's got a nickelodeon vibe to it um yeah yeah you're and they use the gamepad in cool ways you're able to launch to any of your players just instantly so you're back in the action when you get killed um you're able to hide in the ink so when you get shot down when, when you're like um playing you can just hide in there and wait for people to come and just jump out and shoot them um there's some cool mechanics to it yeah mm, yeah I, my son's driving me crazy for it i'm and I just have it broken down and spent the was it seventy dollars or sixty dollars? Sixty, yeah, yeah. It's a its main mode is a four v four online mode. Um, so Nintendo doing online, uh, it works out pretty well. No, there's there's some local modes and things like that as well. Well, the only problem with the online games is it, my son now hands me my ass when I play video games most of the time. I don't need to go online and have my ass handed to me. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> I, I haven't played. I've been getting back into the first-person shooter stuff, but uh, I could. First of all, no, there may be some people I know out there that play some of the games that I do. But, yeah, really, I'm not. I can be honest about things, but really I don't want to subject myself to that sort of humiliation of somebody, you know, just uh, trouncing me because uh, I'm one of those guys. I, like I say, I used to play Doom and Quake and a lot of those, but I got away from that, started playing more Civilization and, you know, city building games, that kind of stuff. Now I'm getting back into that. I've been playing Borderlands a lot and some of that stuff. And I'm one of those guys that I'm working on it. Um, I got a... Um, a uh, razor um, TARDIS little uh, uh, hand controller. Basically, it's a 5x5 keyboard there, so you can map different keys to it. So I can sit there with one hand and be able to shoot and move and that kind of stuff. And then I use a trackball. A lot of people hate trackballs, but I really like it for um, when I'm gaming there because I don't have to be moving a mouse around. I can sit there and uh, keep the hand steady and just roll the mouse around with my thumb. And I think I can, uh, once you get adept at it, I think I can aim pretty well with that. Uh, and I've been doing it that way, but um, like I said, I'm still one of those guys that, uh, oh, should I switch to this weapon? Should I do switch to, oh, crap, I'm dead. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm sitting there getting pounded. Or I've got my experience up well enough, so then I'll go back and play, like, play on the Borderlands, I'll play the first playthrough where I am advanced enough that I can be almost like a god. I mean, I can get my... I can still get beat up if I screw around too much, but I can sit there and walk up to them, take abuse. I can uh, uh, use a melee attack on them and kill them that way or something, or I just... Or I do find it rather probably sick and sadistic, but it's fun just to walk up there with a big weapon and just blow them to bits or something. You see, you know... (laughs) And in uh, Borderlands, uh, you may, like, blow a limb off and lay there and just go kind of twitching like that. (laughs) So, yeah, I find that amusing. But like I said, I'm I've gone on a bit of a binge, and uh, Steam had their summer sale, and I bought a bunch of games there. So I think I've currently got, like, 71 games in my Steam library. Well, well, How many of those have you actually played? Three. Four. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, yeah. no, I don't know. I should probably a little more than that. A lot of them are like the Civilization games. I've been a big Civ fan for a long time. So I've got, let's see, was it three, four, and five in there, and then Beyond Earth. So I got a lot of the Civilization games. Um, and then I, I bought some packs. They had like uh, 2K had a, uh, a sale on its game. So let's see, 2K, that was um, Bioshock, I think. Um, so there's like Bioshock 1, 2, and 3. Um, oh, shoot, what was all the games in there? Um, but I had a bunch of them. Um, and there's some add, add-on packs in there, so or, you know, DLC packs. So that kind of inflates the number a little bit. But, yeah, there's probably about, uh, oh, you know, 70-some games in there. So Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's different. Like I said, my son likes to hand me my ass playing these games. I, I've had Mario Kart 8 for a little over a year now, and I love the game. I really love playing it, and I can lose myself in that game for a long period of time. Uh, but he, he, he gets, I mean, again, he's off from school, or, you know, he gets home from school, gets his homework done, then he sits down and spends, you know, several hours a week playing that game. So he takes no great, or he takes no greater pleasure than just 
beating the crap out of me, even at 50 cc's. I mean, just mm-hmm. beating the living snot right out of me. Um, you know, I can't even come close. I, I do beat him occasionally. Have, have, you, I have you tried the 200 cc mode yet? No. <laughs> he he tried it, but I can't do this, Dad. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that you've probably been all the way up through it already. Yeah, it's a fun one. I can't. I I haven't been able to like get the the three stars and all the cups on that mode yet, but uh, it's fun. It's I well, see, I bought the the D, the downloadable extras for it. Yeah, there's some good courses. It has like the Hyrule course yep. and the Animal, Animal Crossing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I love those new courses. Yeah, I love the fact that they're branching out from just Mario to yeah. add some other things into it. Well, and see, I also, uh, on the original Mario Kart for the Wii, I had gotten all the way up through Mirror Mode, and I had almost three stars on everything. There were a few of them that I hadn't quite... I think Rainbow Road was eluding me on Mirror Mode for three stars. But I had three stars across all and you know. But I, that was when I was sitting there. I was just, you know, three, four hours a day just... I'm going to beat this damn thing, you know. <laughs> I'm going to get good. I'm going to do... And, you know, and I would beat the pants off anybody in the family that came in to race me. And now he just, you know, 50 cc's. He's like, come on, Dad, keep up, keep up. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> I was at uh, Dave and Buster's last night, and they had the uh, arcade version of Mario Kart, which was uh, quite a bit different than the, uh, the console games. It was a fun time, though. Well, I just bought two for, and I think I mentioned this on the show, um, uh, Assassin's Creed 3. I bought it used for the Wii U, and I'm still trying to get out of the past the first, where he goes into the theater. Oh. He goes into the theater and trying to get around in there, and I'm going, oh. Yeah, those are big games. They can take a while to get through. Yeah, so... That's as far as I've gotten because you know I you know, they always say younger people have an attention deficit. No, nope, it's me, man. If I you know if I if I get bored, it's like I'm off on something else here. Okay. Yeah. So. No, I, I really prefer the quick. I say quick, but ten to twelve hour games. You know, I, the fifty sixty hour games that has to be really really good for me to want to do all that. Um. Yeah, because I've gone through Borderlands. Well, what is it? It, it it the way they do it is weird. It's Borderlands, Borderlands Two, and then Borderlands, the pre sequel, uh, which is supposed to be getting, but is actually the third uh, one. I played through all of them, and you know I spent a fair amount of hours, you know, in each one. But you know, like I've said on here before, kids are gone. Uh, it's just my wife and I. She's upstairs in her computer. I'm down here. So I come home from work, and I can just sit down and do this. We don't go much of any place. So I do have times. I guess that's why I'm getting back into it. I do have the time to sit down and play these games. And, you know, you said something. I did uh, uh, Assassin's Creed 3. It's one of the first games I bought when I was going to get back into this. And I did start playing. I did get past the theater mode. Uh, and and I did uh, – I got um, Far Cry – three and was playing that and i found that far cry was easier for me to play with a uh joystick on the pc rather than trying to use the keyboard because i just could finesse the controls a little better because when you're starting out it's kind of like the theater mode in uh uh assassin's creed where you kind of have to they're trying to teach you how to sneak and uh, do stealth and that kind of stuff and i was just i wasn't adept at the keys so i would get um 
we get noticed, I get shot. And so this is like the first five, ten minutes into the stupid game. I couldn't get past that point. But just by using a, a joystick on there, which was, you know, you could feather the controls a little bit more. I felt like I could control a little bit better. Then I was able to sneak through with no problems. And I need to go back and play that game some more because then I moved on to, well, I discovered Borderlands and, well, crap, all bets are mm-hmm. off there then. But uh, I got sucked into that like, a, you know, a, a dirt particle into a Hoover. Um, Have you uh, ever tried a controller? Like I know, um, like Xbox or PlayStation controllers would work. I think with uh, with Steam. Yeah, uh, I've got a Steel Series uh, uh, Xbox type. I don't know if it, I think it's Xbox type or maybe PlayStation Three, but it's yeah. yeah that type of controller. You know, it's funny when you talk about controllers. It, with the advantages, and I like the Wii U, I like the way it does things, but when I play Mario Kart against my son, I really prefer to use uh, the the regular Wii, Wiimote and, and Nunchuck. Oh, you're crazy, dude. I, I, it just, <laughs> I don't know, some reason I play better that way. Maybe it's because that's the way I played Mario yeah, for I guess so long. Yeah, I guess that's what you're used to, yeah. I have to think so much when I'm using the gamepad, it doesn't seem as... I guess second nature to me. Yeah, and maybe that's it. that's why I always think with game controllers, it's uh, like again going way back the Atari twenty six hundred game controller. I was you know again how complex was that? It was a joystick and a button. I mean it wasn't that <laughs> complex, but it made sense to me. And even on my DS, sometimes I have to really think where I'm at mm-hmm. when I'm playing a game on my DS because uh, I play uh, uh, Call of Duty on my DS some. And I really have to think about it. I find myself trying to use it in the same way I'd use a Wiimote, you know, and it's like, stop that. No, no, that's that's not it. Don't do it that way, Kevin. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. Game controllers are such a, I guess the best way to say it, to me, game controllers become quite a personal thing in the way you play the game. Hmm. Yeah, because I bought... I was going to say that Wii U has... (laughs) They've got so many different freaking options. They've got the Wii remotes, the the Pro Controller, the GamePad, the GameCube controller for Smash Brothers. I could even plug in like a SNES controller into my uh, Wii U through the Wii remote. It's kind of crazy. Well, I've looked at the Pro Controller a couple times and been tempted to buy it because that seemed more gamish. I guess. They're, they're wonderful. They've got like an 80-hour battery life and they're pretty well built. You know, they're, they're, they're good. I just haven't been willing to part with the cash, considering I don't get a lot of time to play games yeah. because my son's playing them all. The t- excuse uh-huh. me, all the time because yes. he's a big into uh, Skylanders. He has all uh, yes. the Skylanders. I mean, I'm sitting here. I look over. Uh, we have. Uh, I think he has about 200 or maybe 250 different Skylanders. Does Does he know about the Lego um, uh, Toys to Life? game coming out? I think he did mention that one. <laughs> that could be an expensive rabbit hole if he gets uh, it. <laughs> get him an expensive rabbit hole. He earns a little money now on the side doing things. <laughs> it could be his money instead of dad's and mom's <laughs> So that's that's kind of... A he thing. hasn't gotten into the whole Amiibo thing, has he? Um, only because he hasn't wanted to push the issue too hard with me. Okay. He's he he. You know, we'll go in GameStop or someplace like that, and he'll say, oh, "Look, Dad, there's Amiibo. Look, there's Amiibo. <laughs> I see the Amiibo. I'm talking about the Amiibo. 
I'm yeah. trying not to buy the Amiibo. It's such an addictive uh, thing. Yeah. Apparently, I should have jumped on one. I saw the the silver Mario is apparently not real easy to find. Most of them aren't easy to find, to be fair. <laughs> There's oh. such a crazy resale market on Amiibos. It's it's out of control. Well, yeah. I walked into one of the GameStops, and they had three Silver Marios, and apparently... That's pretty... Yeah, you should probably... Again, this was a while back, when not long after this, he was released. I thought, that's kind of neat. But they got three of them. Nah, they'll have some. And, yeah, well, that's, that got shot out the window, so... Yeah, and I'm not paying the ridiculous. I lived through the whole Beanie Baby craze, you know, back oh, in the Lord. '90s. So I'm I'm not doing down that rat hole. Yeah, the highest price you'll get for a resell on an Amiibo is the opening couple days, and after that, it kind of settles down and goes to normal. Uh, a little bit more same prices. <laughs> well, now how many Amiibo do you have? Oh, don't ask that. <laughs> well, I've I've got like the first four or five waves. A one open and one in box collection, um, and um, I, I could I I've I'm not able to finish it up to the, the last couple of waves. I'm I'm giving up. It's just been too ridiculous to try to get them all. It's it's gone it's gotten crazier and crazier and just well, at some point I'll own them all, but you know not when they come out. <laughs> Well, I don't know, Mike. Have you ever seen Tim's gaming collection? I no, I've heard about his iPod collection. I know he does, you know, games everything, but I've never seen his uh, in uh, the gaming collection. Oh, do you still have all the like the old uh, uh, Game Boys and stuff that you had? Oh yes, yeah. Oh, I mean, this this man has a series. I mean, when you did, I I haven't watched a recent episode of the Nintendo of your Nintendo show. Uh, but you used to have all that as your background? Yep. Yeah, I've moved. I now live in a different place and do the show in my living room with uh, this exciting background you see before. Me, so. oh. <laughs> but yeah, you used to have quite the collection there with all the Game Boys and stuff. My daughter drooled over this stuff. My oldest daughter, did when she <laughs> saw your stuff, she said, he has all that? I went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you, you, the same way Mike has gadgets, just in general. Yeah, Tim has the the gaming stuff, vintage gaming things, and and yeah. modern gaming things, and all that. So, I actually thought of you the other day. I noticed Walmart had a rollback on the uh, the Wii Mini. Oh yes, yeah, so I've got one of those. Yes. Yeah, so I, my wife said, well, "Is that a good price?" I said, "Yeah, it's not a bad price on it." I said. She said, do we need one? I said, no. no. She said, but didn't you say you wanted one? I said, no. I know. See, I picked one up when it was like Canada exclusive. The United States didn't have it. And I thought like, oh, this will be a good pick. No one's going to have one of these in America. It'll be a kind of a cool, weird thing to own. Well, because I considered getting one and hooking it up to one of my monitors here on my desk. Yeah. If I just wanted to play a game, I could play by myself, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Not, not tie up the big screen TV or something like that. So, yeah, I was trying to be nice. Yeah, right. get monitor that supports it. You know, uh, there's no HDMI, so it's a little. Yeah. Well, and and you know what kind of I think uh, I kind of started my gaming thing with I bought uh, one of those uh, the Nvidia Shield tablets um, for that's... gaming, and that's got uh, and I kind of like the controller for that. It's. Uh, yeah, you know, that's it right there. It's not a bad uh, controller. It feels pretty good in the hands. But 
I did get a uh, email from uh, Nvidia the other day. Uh, they're doing a recall on mine because apparently the battery can overheat and burst into flames. So, uh, so they're recalling the whole device versus just swapping up batteries. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I filled out the forms. They're supposed to be okay. mailing me a new one. I'll get the new one. And as soon as I activate that, the old one will be automatically deactivated. And I've got to look to see. I think they will give you a box to send it back in. There was a little confusion because I think maybe in some countries, well, I think maybe they'll have a box to send it back in. But in some places, they may just want you to throw it away because um, they didn't want to be sending potentially you know, batteries that could explode. batteries. Through the mail, that that yeah. could be a bad thing. So I got to see what you know the final instructions will be. I'm just waiting for. It. I think that they said was it four to six weeks or two to four weeks. It, it, it's I'm you know just waiting now, um, and I'll have to see what the instructions are. And you know maybe I'll say something when I uh, get it and get get it taken care of. So and I haven't used that lately. Uh, I just looked at it now, and the battery's down to one percent. So I don't think I'll you know turn it on and recharge it right now. Uh, but it's uh, all a funny recall on some angry orchards that when you open the bottle it'll just explode because it's <laughs> that, over that would be a bad thing. yeah over something refermented or something that they call it, or just uh, yeah it's just what everybody needs exploding drinks I, right yeah i mean yeah. Have, have one of those along with your exploding nvidia tablet you've got a <laughs> real popping party there yeah <laughs> And I always thought golf would be a far more interesting game if they had randomly exploding golf balls there. So there wow. we go. Yeah. We have an exploding theme here. Actually, yeah. you can buy exploding golf balls. Awesome. Now, are you excited to make your own Mario levels with Mario Maker? I've thought you about, heard about this. Yeah, my son's. Again, I don't have to read a lot of stuff. He reads it all, and then I get the dope about. <laughs> once every other couple days and stuff like it because he's been keeping me up on that he's been keeping me up on the uh, uh, because I have the lately I've had Mike knows this I've had the addiction to those monthly box subscriptions uh-huh. that you can get I I do one up box apparently Nintendo's going to be doing their own monthly box subscription so mm-hmm. I said Ka-ching. yeah that's what I'm going to say yeah. look it's going to depend on what it costs I don't mind if we switch over and do it yeah. We can't do both because Dad's not spending, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month on yeah. just to get a box and open it up and go through the stuff. So yeah, but uh, yeah, no, the Mario make your own Mario stuff. I I don't know. That just seems like I'll just get lost. You know, I'll just. It looks pretty comprehensive. Like there's going to be a hundred like brand new Mario levels levels that Nintendo makes that's built in. It'll be able to download. Like levels from all these users around the world making their own stuff, and you can make anything. There's like you can make castle levels, like ships levels, the underwater levels. Like you can build a pipe system where you're piping from place to place. You can basically build anything you can dream up, which is impressive that they were able to figure out how to do that in a interface that average humans can use. Yeah, well. My problem is that uh, because of the nature, I, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, I was trained as a draftsman mm-hmm. back in the days before there was computers to do it on, before you had CAD programs and stuff like yeah. that. So my attention to detail, and because I'm also an engineer, I'm an engineer by degree, yeah. my attention to detail is so specific that I will sit there and sweat over stuff, and I will, you know, I could just see that just being a 
that line's off by this much. And everybody else is going, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm going, right there, I see it, you know. And I'm sitting there and I'm still trying to fix it. And people are going, would you just leave it alone? When you zoom out, nobody, I can see it. You know. And there's um, there's cool things where when you're building it, you can um, see Mario's jump trajectory. So you do a jump and it'll give you that trajectory afterwards so you can put bricks there. So you can basically build a level where there's just a bunch of open space with just a single brick every so often. And it'll just perfectly work because you know where he's going to jump, how far he can jump on that speed he's running at. So you know just exactly how to give him a concussion. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, see, Mike, that fits right in with your uh, Minecraft addiction. Oh, yeah. I, 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 let, I haven't gone back into that one too much. I went back in. Um, I upgraded to Windows 10, and they were offering, uh, as long as you had you know, a subscript or had bought uh, a Windows or OS X version of um, Minecraft, you could get the Windows 10 beta version. And so I, was, uh, I started playing that because... I like the Mac version of Minecraft because of some of the controls. It's a little easier. In the Windows version, you have to sit there. If you want to grab a specific number, you have to um, either like split a pile in half or something like that. Whereas in the Mac version, you can sit there and you can right-click out the specific number of blocks that you want to use or something like that if you're doing a recipe or you know, making a, a bunch of like picks or acts and um, mass quantities there. Uh, so I was playing that one until I kind of realized that it's actually, I think it's kind of the Xbox version. So it doesn't have all the stuff that um, the full Windows or Mac OS X version has. Because I was sitting there and I was going to try and make a, I, um, there are certain things that I'm building. I like to put the, um, the pressure plates in. So when I run up to a door, it'll automatically open the door for you. So you don't have to sit there and do that when you're running in and out a lot. And I couldn't make a pressure plate, and then I realized I couldn't make a button either. So then I did, and I didn't do a lot of research, but I just kind of, uh, I think I figured out that it's, and I've never played the Xbox version, but I'm figuring Microsoft, you know, is going to be, and they're trying, with Windows 10, they're trying to do, because my son was kind of excited by that, because he's got an Xbox, and he's a, a Windows user. So he upgraded to Windows 10, and he was looking forward to the, uh, the game streaming, so you could stream from your Xbox to your Windows 10 computer. Uh, he was looking forward to that. Um, so that, but I am thinking that that Minecraft version is a. Uh, it's either the Xbox version or a modified Xbox version. And it did tell you that don't try to import any of your games from uh, Windows or uh, Mac into there because it's not going to be compatible. So I'm thinking that it is a. I don't want to say dumbed down, but a more limited series of uh, things that you can build in there. I have a question for you guys. Have either of you all seen any of the Minecraft knockoffs? Uh, I've heard of them. I've not seen them. We found one called Cube War, or what's it called? Cube something on the uh, Wii store. On the uh, online store because uh, Minecraft isn't out for the Wii or the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So we downloaded that. I think it was eight dollars or something like that from the from the DL store or whatever you want to call it, the eShop. Couldn't think of what I wanted to call it. And uh, the kids like playing that too. I, it annoys me that everybody Minecraft for Wii U because that gamepad is so perfect for that. I would think it would be because the, when they're playing it on the the this uh, cube, whatever it's called, 
I can't remember, Cube World or something. Uh, it it looks really good, and they play a lot of times on the gamepad if we're watching TV on the big screen. Yeah. And they'll just play it on the, the gamepad, which is one of the nice things about the Wii U, is the fact that, you know, you can bring a game down and play it on just the gamepad as opposed to... Yeah, it's super handy. Up. It's both a handheld console and a TV console. Yeah. So. It's pretty great like that. Tim, do you play a whole lot of uh, Steam games, though? I don't, because I just have a MacBook Air, which not the best thing for uh, Mac gaming. Um, it's a 2011 MacBook Air, so it can't really handle much uh, these days. Because I know you did almost everything else, because you play the Wii U. I know you're you still doing PC gaming, though? No, I've never had a PC for that kind of stuff. What I have I- an Xbox One and PS4. Okay, I was um, trying to remember what all you did have. Yeah, I haven't touched much except for Splatoon lately. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for Star Wars Battlefront. That's going to be... I've, we haven't had a good Star Wars game since, I don't know, PS2 in my mind. <laughs> so, oh, I like the Star Wars Lego game. Yeah, I don't know. They're not the same since... I don't know. They haven't been the same since the old, good old LucasArts back in the day, for me at least. So I'm hoping that EA and the people at, I think, Visceral or whoever's making it um, can do a good job with it. Well, the first one I remember playing was, was it called X, X-Wing or? It was X-Wing and TIE Fighter for PC. Those were half Yeah, that's, that's one of the early ones that I played. Um, and I used to play that a fair amount. It's been a long time since I played. That's when I gamed really, really heavy. That's when I was playing... Uh, uh, God, I can't remember. Commander Keen? Oh, my. Good you remember work. that game? It's a side-scroller. It, it's, you were still... Uh, this would have been like 89 or 90. Okay, so it was like three years old. Yeah, so I don't think you were playing a lot of that then. Um, <laughs> uh, I, Commander Keen, Wolfenstein. Uh, oh, Doom. Doom, yeah, I played Doom some. Duke uh, Nukem. Yeah, and that's when I got big into the Sim game, Sim City, and oh my! Did you ever play SimCopter? Yes. No. Actually, so wonderful. Why didn't they like ever make a sequel to that? One? I actually think I still have it. I may still have SimCopter around it's here. It's so wonderful. I love that one. A friend of mine gave it to me for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I think I still have SimCopter around here somewhere. I hadn't thought of that one in a long time. And I used to play yeah. the racing games. I played uh, NASCAR racing. I can't remember what it was called. And it had the weirdest kind of copy protection on it mm-hmm. of any game. You had the game, and you'd load it up, and it would come up and show you it would uh, this picture or something. And you had this weird colored piece of paper that you couldn't photocopy. Because I tried, it was the color of the paper and the ink that was on it. It wouldn't photocopy, and it had a key on it that you had to enter in, and it changed every time you started the game. Oh, so wow. it was like it was Bill Elliott's NASCAR Challenge, I think is what it was called, or something like it. I loved playing the game, but that just annoyed the hell out of me because you know, somebody say, "Oh, let me see that piece of paper." I said, "Do not touch that piece of paper. You lose that. I can't play the damn game." But yes. it was I've, that's annoying. I've seen a few like that. I, I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time ago, but I think they had you uh, like look up uh, the third third word on the fourth page or something like that and type it in. Yes. Or 
stupid shit. Like, and it, again, it was not a piece of paper. You could easily copy the disc the game was on. No problem there. But if you didn't have this, it was kind of a purplish-red piece of paper with some kind of weird black ink on it. And it, I tried untold amount of times to photocopy that thing. Believe me, I got so pissed off, I said, I don't care if I don't give it to anybody. I'm going to be able to photocopy this son of a bitch. I mean, I tried um, scanners. I tried everything you could Let's take a picture of it. Uh, didn't really have di- digital cameras. Didn't exist. Oh, that's right. This was like a, you have an iPhone to like take a photo. No, you could you couldn't carve one into the stone tablet or something. Or I was thinking about taking out the papyrus and you know rewriting okay. it myself. Okay. But yeah, you know that's just then the bark just you know you know it's just it's it's bad. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, that was when I had time to play games, so I just don't... Again, my kids are at the age, you know, Tim, you're young enough that you don't have kids yet, so you, you can spend your time doing that when you're not running around barefoot in the ice. And that's the, true. And my winter, kids, I've not experienced winter yet. I'm not looking forward to that. That's, 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 that's scary. And then Mike, you know, his kids are old, even though he and I are pretty yep. much the same age, his kids are older and they're out of the house, so he right. has that free time, so... Right now, I'm just and, trying to keep everybody from killing one another. So, so now you're going to play with your kids because they're the age where they, they play the games. Right. You know, funny, I was on vacation, and I mentioned this in the last episode. I was on vacation last week, and I actually dug out some board games to play with the kids. Nice. We played Scrabble quite a bit because I have a deluxe Scrabble board. That's one of my favorite games. I love the fact that I'm college-educated cat, dog, hat. You know, those are the types of, you know, I, I graduated cum laude, and those are the best words I can come up with at times. <laughs> Although I did pretty good last week, because I think I got close to 300 points one time playing. But um, we did that, and then I also, back in the day, I used to play Avalon Hill board games. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them. They used to make a lot of war simulation right. games, and I actually had my youngest daughter playing a game called War at Sea. And it's about World War II in the Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. So she was the Allies, and I was playing the Axis powers. And so, because uh, I wanted to let her have a chance, because the balance is a little off there. So if you don't really know how to play the Axis powers, it's kind of tough. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of e- economy-based board games recently. Like what? Um, I forget the titles. Um. The most recent one was, um, I think it was Tesla verse. Who's the guy that made electricity? Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. Tesla versus Edison. Yeah, there was oh. a game called Tesla versus Edison. Or Edison versus Tesla it was pretty pretty good. I think it might have been a Kickstarter game. Um, just came out. Um. So. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, comedy style games are a lot of fun. There's, you know, stock market mechanics. There's, um, yeah, just dealing with that. There used to be a game called uh, Avalon Hill had an old board game that was the stock market or something like that. Yeah. Well, there, 
I don't know if it's Avalon Hill, but I know there was a game called uh, Stock Market, and we always liked playing that because you would buy stocks and you'd sell them, and they had like brands on there you'd know. And you always wanted to get Alcoa, the aluminum company, because that would get you uh, a lot of money. And then sometimes your stocks would split, and then you'd have uh, more. And boy, I yeah, I remember that game. I do remember that game, but it's been so long I forgot. Right. And there's a couple. They're like year title games, like 1840, where you're controlling railroads and things like that, and you're making money based on how many you know, lines you have. And yeah, yeah, and I think back to playing Monopoly all those years ago. You know, we'd play Monopoly for hours and hours and hours, and how complex some of these games have gotten now that you can. Oh, they are. Yeah. It's like uh. my mind bends as I try to get my mind around the rules. The kids yeah. want to learn to play Dungeons and Dragons and I'm going oh crap I gotta remember how mm-hmm. to play so. I think Exploding Kittens is now shipping Exploding Kittens? I saw this that. This is, is the that Kickstarter the, sensation. Yes. Is that the next uh, thing after like um, Cards, Cards Against Humanity? Yeah I think it's by the creators or they worked with them in some capacity. My friend uh, kickstarted it. I think he has it uh, either this week or next week. No, see, I've I've heard of uh, Cards Against Humanity, but I haven't heard of Exploding Kit. That just sounds wrong. It I'm sounds sorry. wonderful. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want a poor little kitty cat to explode? <laughs> it just you know, just it's not a real kitten, just a CGI kitten. Well. So is this a computer game or is it a no, card it's game? A card game? Yeah, it's like a party game. Okay, okay. I have no idea what, what the game consists of. Just uh, I know it's coming out. Can you bet money on it? I'm sure you could bet money on anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, me. There was uh, there was something else. Oh, I was going to uh, uh, talk a little bit. I won't mention. It. I'll save it more till I get a little more in depth. I finally, you know, I moved up to the current version of the uh, OS X on my machine. I finally decided and broke down and put Yosemite on my Mac. You know, I like wow, to do it. So, so um, El Capitan, you're going to next uh, summer, you think? I'm thinking, you know, 2017, 2018, I should be ready for okay. El Capitan. Okay. But uh, I'm still trying to get used to Yosemite. The flat design stuff is bugging me. I forget they changed it. It's I you know and I like it so, in OIOS. I do like it in iOS. I'm okay with it there. But the the dock thing is still bugging me. I had gotten so used to my 3D dock. You know, oh, my dock's been on the, like the left sidebar, so it's never been 3D. Well, no, see, I can't. Well, I can't put it on the left or the right because that's where I scroll over to one of the other monitors. Because again, I'm sitting in a three in front of three uh-huh. monitors. Well, you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think Yosemite, the dock, is on all three monitors. I haven't gone that far to do that yet. I've, yeah. I've looked at that. The, the flat design was the first. It, it's still poking me, and I'm still... There are things I do like, though. I like the high contrast mode where I could change the contrast, because as I've aged, it's easier for me to set the contrast up and see things a little easier. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, there's a dock in uh, OS X. <laughs> I don't use that very much. I mean, I uh, use um, Alfred. And, Do you just uh, have an empty dock and all that is in there running applications? Well, I've got I got my dock over there. Every once in a while, I'll go over there, but I'm finding some. I also got, uh, what is it, U-Bar, um, 
that pops up on the bottom uh, instead of the dock. And that's what I quite often get stuff out of. But I got my dock over on the uh, right-hand side of my uh, laptop here, and then I got a second monitor over here. So U-Bar pops up on my big monitor, and I just use it that way. I don't use the dock very often. I um, I don't know, like I say, most of the time. Or, you know, with uh, the touchpad here, I'll do the four-finger up. And so any windows that I have open, I'll just do the four-finger flick up find a window that I want and click on it to bring it to the front and the launcher program I'll just hit the uh, option space bar in Alfred and type in the name of the program that I want. Now I do do that a lot I do use uh, but I still use uh, Spotlight for doing that I that's something that when I first started using OS 10 I just got in the habit of doing is command space and typing the name of something and that's the one of the big things is I switch back and forth until Windows 7 that would always screw me up. I'd be sitting there going, what the fuck? It's just not working for in Windows. You know, I'm sitting here and like, come on. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yep. It's just oh, like it's... XP has damaged more mice than I care to think about. Or uh, my trackpad has caused me to damage more mice than I care to think about. Because I'm too used to just slide my... And I'll do it to a mouse at work and the mouse goes flying across my desk. It <laughs> hits the wall of my office. It's like, oh, that's right. Uh... Not working that way, so... Yeah, it's just, but yeah, folks, I I did finally jump up to Yosemite, you know, I'm Mr. Cutting Edge here, Bleeding Edge on this thing, so uh, mock me as you feel fit, Uh, if you do, I I feel free to take away geek points from Mark, just because I didn't upgrade, because somehow it's his fault, I'm not sure how, but I'll figure that out between now and the next time I talk to him, (laughs) so... I think on that note, folks, uh, we'll wrap it up this week. I want to uh, we'll we'll go backwards in the reverse order, or the other way around that we didn't do it before, and let Tim tell you where you can find out more about him, or if you want to follow his musings. Uh, sure, my handle everywhere is T C H A T E N. Twitter and YouTube are good places to follow me there. So YouTube.com/slash/tchan, and then at tchan Twitter. Um, my most active podcast these days is the Nintendo Club podcast, or Club Nintendo, as it's now known. The URL is NintendoClubPodcast.com, but the podcast is Club Nintendo. So search on iTunes for Club Nintendo, you'll find it. Um, a little bit behind on posting the, the newest newest episodes. Um, I know, right? They're on YouTube, but I, I'm far behind. I'm a couple weeks behind. Um, <laughs> stupid life. and. Yeah. And stupid level layer being broken in El Capitan, so I have to use my work Mac to level eight and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, um, so yeah, um, thanks for uh, having me on this week. It was fun. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, Tim's a great guy to, to jump in and, and deal with our foolishness and stuff like that, so we appreciate it, even after he's run 10,000 miles or something. <laughs> so, And Mr. McPeak, I don't think anybody knows anything about anything you do. No, I'm you know I'm the wind or I'm breaking wind or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, they call the wind Mariah. Oh, now I'm just down a rat hole. There. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but if you do want to know, uh, you know where I am, and you know, we, uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talks taken a bit of a hiatus. So we've been off for a, a week or two because Jeff and Julie have gone out to New Nerdtacular and uh, they're back now. I think they're getting settled in. So I haven't heard yet from uh, you know. Um, 
A fearless leader has not contacted me about when we're going to record another episode, but I'm sure it'll be soon. And I think if everyone's got their homework done, I think we're going to be talking about the uh, uh, oh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke book, uh, Return to Ra- or Rendezvous with Rama. Um, so we're going to be discussing that one, I think, as uh, long as Julie got it read. But uh, I think she did. <laughs> Uh, I'm putting her on the spot there, so I think Jeff and I are uh, we're ready to go. So it's up to her. But anyway, if you do want to find out what I talk about or the things I do, yeah, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have an about.me page at about.me/slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Yeah, and you can find out why Mike was standing behind me today. It was very unnerving that he was behind me, <laughs> telling me to shove stuff someplace that he shouldn't have told me to shove it. I. I very disturbing, folks. I'm not, I'm not real sure why he was doing that. But if you want to find out more about uh, me, you can find me. The biggest thing to do is just follow me on Twitter at B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Uh, occasionally I jump in on Google+, Plus, uh, or you can go to my about.me page at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to Geekiest Show Ever. We appreciate any reviews in iTunes. Uh, they really help us out. Uh, if you want to find out uh, more about Mark, even though we're bad-mouthing him, you can always go over to markgreentree.com, leave some nasty comments, take away geek points, let me know, and I'll keep a tally of that. Well, folks, we do want to thank you for joining us. We want to thank uh, Tim for jumping in and helping us out tonight. And uh, please remember, between now and next week, if you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. Lisa Pacelli, Suze Gilbert, Vicki Stokes, women, savvy, geeks, three geeky ladies, technology from a female perspective.